You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 3 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. And we're fucked! <laughs> oh my god, are we ever This is This is not good. This is not a drill. This is happening. Red alert. I mean, seriously, this is happening. Anybody who doesn't realize what's going on, wake the fuck up. He said <laughs> this week... He is not going to accept the results of the election. Dude, we have said he, this for he said three it twice. and a half years. He said he's, it twice. He's doubling he, down. He said, he said he does not accept a peaceful transfer of power. No. Because you have to get rid of the ballots. Right. Because when you get rid of the ballots, it'll mean that there's no transfer of power because that means he wins. I mean, we're screwed. He's, there's no way he's walking out of that White House on his own. There's no way. I think this it's. Is, I think the, it's absolutely one hundred percent that he lock, never locks. concedes. No, it is incredible that this is happening in yeah. this in the United States of America, where for over two hundred and thirty years, the most sacrosanct principle is the peaceful transfer of power. Well, not with Donald Trump. It was a good run. Do you remember? <laughs> It was a good run. But wait a second. Yeah. But before we go down the rabbit hole on this, oh. I, it's, there's a couple other things that deserve mention. Hold on. We'll, let, we'll get to that in one second. I just want to, okay. before I forget, yeah. do you remember that I think it was either the week of the election, at some point before the election in 2016, did you go to Philadelphia to see like the Liberty Bell yes. with your we kids? Went, no, the week before the election right. in 2016, yeah. we went to Philly yeah. and... We obviously went to see my nephew, Seth, who was at Penn at the time. Yeah. And who's now working on the Joe Biden campaign, which is awesome. Like a paid employee of Great. the Biden campaign. Well, come. Um, come to, he'll go to the White out, House. He'll be out of work. No, he won't. <laughs> be, they'll send him to. The, that'll be the first wave of people sent to re-education camp. Um, Seriously. So we went to see uh, the Liberty Bell. Yeah. And we saw Constitution Hall. And we went to the Constitution Center. And, and learned what, all about the Constitution. And what did I say back then? Um, kiss it all remember. goodbye. I said, yeah, we had a good run. <laughs> so I'm nothing if not consistent. You are nothing if not consistent. But we yes. have said this since 2016. It's not going True. to happen. It didn't happen overnight. It wasn't. He took power in January of 2017, and it I thought we weren't became, going down the rabbit hole on this. Okay, we had a couple we other issues we okay, needed to we talk didn't, about. But I'm just saying, we right. have been very consistent from the beginning that this was where we we're heading. I think. Okay. Well, as dedicated listeners to the Amen Corner know, we yeah. have been ahead of the curve. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I mean, oh. is there is there something that we haven't pointed out was going to happen that didn't happen like we were three weeks ahead of everybody mm, at least. just 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 because of how perceptive we are and that well, we're I mean, just the conscience of the nation we're very perceptive very okay. perceptive okay, okay. steven steven i'm sorry 
Go okay. on with whatever else you want to talk about. Very, very important development this week. Okay, with all on. the craziness that was yeah. going on. More important than this? No, not more okay. important than this, but all I think right, you're worth check. mentioning. I mean, okay. there's nothing more important than the demise of American democracy. I would, I would agree with that comment. I want to I point out yeah. that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is the first who woman. Who is still, still dead. <laughs> She's unfortunately still dead. We're first so woman... Yeah. And the first Jew to lie in state in the Capitol Rotunda. Wait a second. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is Jewish? <laughs> Who knew? Oh, I'm crawling all I, over and I just thought, I mean, extraordinary. Yeah. And extraordinary yeah. that the entire Republican leadership of both the House and the Senate refused to go. They just, they I mean, it just things. goes they to show where we are these well, days. I mean, look, there's a lot going on. They're plotting a coup. You can't take 15 <laughs> Very minutes busy. in the middle of plotting they a coup. Couldn't, in the just, middle of plotting the coup, they couldn't have just walked over I mean, a little think, bit. You I mean, think. No, in all seriousness. Yeah, no, it's I disgraceful. As, it's as disgraceful. momentous as it was yeah. that she lay in state, it really speaks to the depth, the, the, the craven, the craveness of the Republican leadership that, you know, look, you can disagree with someone, but it, it still acknowledge their place in American history okay, and that they you, made life better for many, many people. Would you say the same thing if Democratic leaders didn't go... I, I, to Antonin I, Scalia when he died? I, I think, look, there was nobody harsher on Antonin Scalia when he died than me. Really? Because, nobody? Well, I don't know whether it was me, but at least on this podcast. You were up there. Were up there. I was true. up there. I, I did declare that I hoped that it, that it was painful. Um, yeah. He did so much damage to the country. Of course, many people on exactly. the other side believe she did. Believe, but yeah. if I remember correctly, yeah. I... Democrats attended probably, memorial services. Probably right? because we never would have heard the end of it had they not. <laughs> right. Precisely. So the fact so, that it's not an issue means that they went. Right. Okay. And, and so, yes, Mitch all, McConnell and Kevin in, McCarthy and Steve Scalise and all these We're in agreement that those people. guys are horrible. They're horrible. But what do you Cretans. expect? Craven. What do you expect the Cretan... The Craven Cretans to do. That's the that's the Republican leadership softball Washington D.C. softball team. Is that when Steve is the Craven Cretans? Is that when Steve Scalise got shot when he was <laughs> playing for the Craven Cretans? You know, Steve Scalise gets a pass on everything because he got shot, and I, I, it, it was terrible that he got shot. But he's the guy who said, "Oh, he's horrible. I'm I'm David Duke without the baggage. That's basically I'm David Duke, but I never put on a sheet. It's interesting. That's oh, what he meant. Horrible." Horrible. But, you know, did Gabby Giffords, does she get a pass because she got shot? I don't. No. She, she never gets a pass. Right. Republicans get passes when they get shot. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because there are two rules. There are two <laughs> sets of rules. Democrats so that's, need to wake up, man. They need to wake up and see that there are two sets of rules and they got to start playing by the other set. Well, I think that that's, I, you know, for years people have been saying that the Democrats need to play hardball, but they always say we want to uphold the institutions and so and, and the Republicans And the Republicans drive trucks right over these institutions. The institutions, forget the trucks. The trucks are laden with dynamite right now. There's like, <laughs> C, there's like C4 in the trucks. Like the trucks are barricading, are, are barreling through the barricades right now. 
this is it. There are the institutions will not survive another four years of this. Like it's over. So, I don't. I don't know if they've. I don't know if they've survived these no, four they years. they haven't. But you know who did go to? Uh, I, I want to say pay his respects, but I'm sure he was not respectful and not paying his respects uh, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was lying in state. <laughs> Is it was a, he? He went. He went when she was at the lying oh, that, on right, the steps right. of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Okay. But Trump, the president went. of the United States. Yeah, he went I, with with his I, with his prostitute with Melania. Wife. I I call it I call it a drive by. He was there for like two minutes. He was there long enough to get heckled, though. <laughs> yes, he was booed. He was booed and and, vo- was and wearing, chance to vote him out. Vote him out, and he was wearing a mask, which made him look really <laughs> weird, man. <laughs> He had his neck folds. Like he was, he looks gross. Uh, it, yeah. I, I never want to have those neck folds. Um, yeah, here's that's, the I, thing. A bad look. The Mitch media reported that it was him. unclear whether he could hear the heckling. Bullshit. He heard it loud <laughs> and clear, and he was seething underneath that mask. I will say, I will say, we were there on Thursday night around nine thirty, and we were exactly where those protesters were. Yeah. And it is kind of far from, it, it, you know, there, it, it is, a, it is, you're on the sidewalk, then there's First Street, and then there's these steps, and then a plaza, and then steep steps up to the colonnaded part of the Supreme oh. Court. It is kind of far, but it was pretty loud, and, and, and all the TV, ca- people. and I don't believe that the TV cameras were back on the sidewalk. I think they were on the oh, plaza there. he heard, he heard <laughs> loud and clear. <laughs> Can you imagine? He must be so pissed. Well, it's certainly he's not a baby. His, it's certainly not the, the reception that he gets at his at his, at, at his rallies, at right? His, at his super spreader rallies. <laughs> super spreader. <laughs> I think you and I should go to one of those one day. Oh my god, we'd be—he'd sing us out. Get them out of here. Punch him in the face. We would knock him in the head. Get, we'd probably get the shit kicked out. We'd of also it. have to sign something saying we wouldn't hold the campaign accountable if we got COVID. You know what? I would sign a fake name. <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying now. I'm like, listen, folks, if you're not elderly and you don't have an underlying condition, you have to go and vote in person, either well, early or on election day. This is because what this is what they're going to do. Because they, they are, are going to invalidate the mail-in votes. They are going to. They are going to do everything possible to declare all those mail-in ballots illegitimate yep. in that overtime of the count. Because it takes longer to count the overtime ballots, of course, because some of the crazy state laws that say if you get an if you get an early ballot on October third, you can't count it until November third, which is insane. Well, in the Republican-run states, they're going right. to uh, oh. do what, they're going to do whatever Trump wants. No, I mean there's are, there's the scenario you, that these that, ballots are going to get thrown out. Right. The, that and that there's this you know the. They can replace the electors with whoever they. So it's been tradition that yeah. whoever gets the most votes, that's the slate of electors. Right. So in Pennsylvania, if Biden got the most votes, he would get the that. legislature yeah. would select electors for Biden. But there's nothing that really says that they have to do that. Guess they can what? select they're, their own electors. They're gonna they're gonna do it, and, and the, like, that's what the, they're planning on doing. In a place like Pennsylvania, that's exactly what's gonna happen. We're yeah. Fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. Ah. This is. Wait, I had another. I had another Jew thing. We're back to the president. Wait, wait, wait. What? 
I had another Jew. Was it with Ruth Bader Ginsburg lying in state? That was like one Jewy Hold thing. Hold on, wait. Before we get off of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yeah. not that we were ever on Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> oh, I, hey, what, what Only kind of, Marty. Only of, Marty. Go what ahead. Kind of, what kind of sick, dirty mind do you have? <laughs> Come on, this is a dead woman. She was 87. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yes. Um... What was interesting to me is that Jews in general don't lie in state because according to Jewish tradition, you the body is buried within 24 hours of death, right? ordinarily. Right. Now, now, she died on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, so she should have been buried on Monday, right? but she was not. So I, I found was, that interesting. She was buried today. She was buried today. No, tomorrow, because you can't get buried on Shabbat, but no. if you can lie in state, I mean, yeah. look... I'm going to give the Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States some dispensation here. She did not need to be buried on Monday. You gave her the dispensation? I mean, I think she deserves one. I'm Rabbi, not saying I'm giving it Rabbi to her. I, I'm not Kirk, so presumptuous. Rabbi, Rabbi Stephen Kirk has ruled. <laughs> I don't need to be a rabbi. I'm so Jewish. <laughs> somebody None of the asked, rules actually apply to me. Somebody once asked me, are you a practicing Jew? I'm like, I'm so good. I don't need to practice. <laughs> that, that's exactly my view. I mean, that's it. I don't need to practice. I'm I just like it. ooze it, so it doesn't. I don't really need to keep kosher. I don't need to go to synagogue on Yom Kippur. I don't need really? to beat my chest. Wait, you're beating your chest as part of oh, on Yom Kippur, you mean? On Yom Kippur. Oh, Asking I thought you meant like like beat your chest about your Judaism. I mean, we do this every year on Yom Kippur. I don't have. I don't really feel like I've sinned. Well, I, I mean, that's maybe what I should. Saying. I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I should beat my chest. I don't know. Just to cover myself. Anyway, but you, okay. But just the mere, the mere utterance of the phrase, I don't think I've sinned, <laughs> in and of itself is a sin. Is a sin? Yes. I know. So does that, who do I need to call to say I'm sorry for saying that? You? No, you just got to, you know, look deep within your heart. And but aren't I supposed to call people and say I'm sorry oh, for stuff? That's not, that, there's two types of sins that yeah. we're atoning for on Yom okay. Kippur. Yes, yeah. there's, there's a sin, sins against your fellow humans, and then the sin against okay. God. So uh. you you saying that you are essentially <laughs> infallible is not a sin against your fellow humans. Oh, so I got to call God and say, you all right, to, I was just kidding around. It was exactly. up in corner. Come on. And God's like, ah, Stephen, I know you well enough at this point. Like, come on, we're, you and I, we're good. We're good. Uh, all right. But, so wait, but, we, but generally what? speaking, you also would call your friends and family and say if there's anything that I've done in the past year to hurt, offend, or insult you, whether intentionally or unintentionally. I'm, I'm doing that this I'm, year. I'm asking for forgiveness. I'm doing that. I have to say that um, that's a big thing. Like when, when I was growing up, like, yeah. like my mom would like make us say to each other and I like always resented it. Because <laughs> really? I'm like, yeah, because it's like, don't tell me what. To, like, it just makes me feel weird, man. I'm it's calling like, everybody. I know. I, it's like, yeah. I'm okay, just gonna dial like, people and be like, hey, uh, listen, I'm really sorry. And they're like, what? But anyway, it it always made me a little. It was like it felt awkward. So I'm like, uh, do we really have to do this? So my mom <laughs> still does. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, bye. <laughs> okay, but wait, but Yom Kippur was not my second Jew story. All right, my so second one. There's another Jew story. Yeah, there's another. There's another Jewish related controversy. Okay. Oh, wait, Jews and controversy? What? <laughs> right. Okay. What? So, apparently, yes, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was invited. 
Ocas is it Ocasio? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. The congressperson who represents parts of Queens and the Bronx. I think it's member of Congress. Member of Congress. What? Okay, whatever. Um, she was invited to take part in a commemoration uh, in the memory for the memory of Yitzhak Rabin, the former Israeli Prime Minister. She was invited by Americans for Peace Now. Right to come to Americans for Peace Now right. is the American branch of Peace Now, which is kind of the oldest. Yeah. Peacenik organization in Israel. Yeah. And Rabin, and clearly they were uh, having, we're on the, on the verge of the 25th anniversary of his assassination. He was assassinated yeah. by a right-wing Jew for making peace, or for, for shaking hands with peace. Arafat, and yeah. for signing the Oslo Accords, and for negotiating with the Palestinians yeah. right. to end the conflict between right. Israelis and Palestinians. Yep. And... She was set to go, and the editor she was, of she was a, invited. She was invited to the event. She, she was invited. Accepted, she accepted the she invitation accepted. to take part in this commemoration yep. for yep. the martyred Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin. Yep. And the editor of a progressive, woke Jewish publication called Jewish Currents uh -huh. uh, tweeted at her that he didn't think it was appropriate for her to go because when Yitzhak Rabin was the defense minister. During the, the first intifada in, yeah. the la in the late 1980s, yeah. he had ordered IDF soldiers to break the bones of Palestinian protesters. Right. And she heard this and said, oh, I really need to rethink my participation. And exactly. Then she, and then she, and then she, she ultimately she backed out. Yeah, that's bad. I it's mean, bad because it's, yeah. there's a number of things that are that's bad here. A lot of One, things are bad about this. The facts. Yeah. He was the defense minister who did, in fact... Rabin. Rabin was the defense minister who did, in fact, tell soldiers to break the bones of Palestinian protesters. But as bad as that sounds, in the broader context, he was prohibiting them from using deadly force right. against protesters. Don't shoot them. Don't, Don't kill shoot them. them, but you can break their bones. Okay. Right. Not great, but still, he was yeah. not... And again, not, we're talking And the about contrast something. to today, where the IDF uses live fire all the time, right. and Palestinians are shot and killed all the time suggests that Rabin was trying to restrain yeah. and then, or of use course, proportionate use, amounts use of less force. Less than deadly force. And then, of right. course, he was the peacemaker. Right. He literally lost beat his, his sword into a plowshare. Yeah, and was killed for his efforts. Right. Mur murdered, martyred, assassinated for his efforts. The interesting part here that yes. will probably go unreported, there are many interesting things, but one of the things that will probably go unreported is that while he was alive, Rabin didn't really have a lot of use for Peace Now as an organization. He was right. not, he was no peacenik. He was it, no... He, was, he had no, he, but he also had no use for APAC. No. He had no use for any of these no. organizations. He was a straight shooter right. who spent his entire life, his entire life, in the defense of Israel. And, right. he, and, he, and he did what he thought was in Israel's best interest. Right. And he shook he, hands with Yasser Arafat. Right. And it, it was like, physically in, in Israel, it's like Hitler... Right. And then there was Yasser Arafat. And they shook hands. And I it mean, made him ill to do it. And he They developed did some it. sort of relationship because Arafat showed up at Rabin's home yeah. after he was assassinated to pay a condolence call. Yeah, but I, he didn't like him no, of course as, not. as a person. But he did it because right. he was a deep 
strategic thinker, right. Scott Grabean. And he looked at the landscape in the aftermath of the Cold War and in the aftermath of the first Gulf War, when the Scud missiles flew over Jordan and over the West Bank and right. into Israel. And he said, ballistic missiles are more of a threat to us than land. So the right. land that we thought was a buffer no longer is really a buffer. Right. Which is, you know, people, you know, strategic analysts debate that, but nevertheless, that was the conclusion that he drew. That, exactly. And he made peace. He and, shook hands with the guy on the lawn of the White House in September 1993. He, he, right. He also, so he here, we go, here we are. We have this editor of Jewish Currents who clearly doesn't know his history, kind of knee-jerk reactive kind of progressive lefty thing and she is afraid of the twitter outrage that's it that's it she and i think she has mistake. to look beyond being the being the congresswoman from twitter or the governor from twitter or the senator look, from twitter or the president of twitter look, look, she clearly has ambitions there are a lot of things i like about her yeah she's she stands up to this administration. Like oh, she's terrific no, when she like questions members no of this administration. Other, like almost no other Democrat. She has taken on a role completely disproportionate to her experience and right. to her age. And she is a lightning rod for both sides. She's a great politician. She's a, a brilliant politician. I mean, she's mm -hmm. young and she has figured this out. Right. How, however, in this instance... This, she made a big mistake. This is a self-inflicted well, wound. That it's a total. It didn't have to happen this way. And, like, and and you know the Jewish press. There'll be a couple of news cycles out of this. There'll probably be a story in the Post or the New York Times. One news cycle, but forever, yeah. people will be able to say. Her critics, who make up such nonsense about right, her, but her critics like will her say anyway. she couldn't. She couldn't even stand with Americans for right. peace now. I mean, the people who, from the beginning, from like the 70s, were saying two-state solution, Palestinian state, when you couldn't say that stuff in Israel. Well, they were only around since the early 80s, but... Okay, um, late 70s, early 80s, right? But, but yeah, but they're... Yeah, but they've taken lots of slings and arrows. Is it really the early the 80s? I thought yeah. it was way back, no, like, no, after, after the establishment no, of... No, no, it, like, was a, it was in response to the war in Lebanon. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I stand corrected. Um, but but still, that's 40 years. Yeah. And they were talking about two-state solution and a state of if Palestine you, if you before you could say that in Israel. If you call yourself progressive and you can't stand with Americans for peace now, like, I don't even know what to say. Like, well, Americans for peace now stands for everything that progressives stand for. Every single thing. The one issue... That they have, that that people on the left who are not pro-Israel have, is right. that a is that peace now believes that the Jewish state should exist. Right. That's the only. There you go. That's the only thing that differentiates them, and that's a problem. If if APN is too right wing for you, <laughs> right. like you're in, you're not. You know, I don't know. Right. Like who and you want to hang out with? It's pretty far outside the mainstream of where most Americans are. I mean, the conversation is certainly changing within the Democratic Party, but most Americans remain pretty solidly in support yeah. of Israel. Well, for the most so, part. But this is, this for is the most bad. Part. This is bad. The problem is, is that people like this guy who tweeted at her, 
yeah. think that what people on Twitter care about right. is what everybody cares about. Right. So she may have won Twitter, but she lost the war. Well, right. I mean, if, if, I mean, Twitter is this very narrow, it's a straw hole. It's not yeah. the whole picture. No. What did you, like 80%, what did you tell me? 80% 80, of Americans are not on Twitter? Yeah, 80% of Americans are not right. on Twitter. So, so yeah. You're so too you, busy on Facebook reading about QAnon. Oh, my God. But whatever. It's so true. <sighs> uh, it's, it's bad. She did not. Look, once you make the commitment to go to do this, you got to stick with it. You, she folded yeah. like a house of cards in a wind tunnel. She just completely, right. it wasn't like there was some concerted campaign to get her not to go. It was one asshole. I got to be honest, it's bad staff work. It, you know, you know either they do the mistake. research before she accepts the invitation. Exactly. I mean, she said, oh, this isn't the way it was presented to me. Well, how is it presented? I don't know. So, or, or she calls someone up and she's, you know, there's like a Middle plenty East expert. Of, Middle East experts, you know historians. Any? You know any? A few. Well, I, I mean, you could have helped and her. Who could probably kind of fill her in on the context here? Yeah, it's really. And yet, bad. she really just bad. she just was afraid. I mean, she's got a bazillion followers on the left. It, I mean, that's what it seems to me. I don't know her. Look, I don't know what's in her head. But it seems at, to me that it, you can't be solidly progressive in certain no. circles and. And, and, and acknowledge right. the that is you know existence exists. of this, and that you think yeah. it's so it's okay. She has gotten Support. herself into trouble before wading right. into these waters, and she will think twice, I'm sure, before ever wading into them again. And you know, we've talked about this before that when she first was running for Congress in 2016, um, you know, right, right around the time that she won that that primary, which was a total shock to a lot right. of a lot of people. Somebody asked her about the uh, Palestinian-Israeli conflict, and she said, "Listen, I'm a Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx. <laughs> right. we, I did not grow up talking about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict at dinner every night. Like it's, it's just, that should be her policy, basically. She, like yeah, exactly. Because my her constituents, constituents are not. This is not care. the first thing on their agenda. They don't care, and nor should they. Quite frankly." Right. And right. she, you know what? She's better off not getting involved in this issue. If she can't figure it out by now, because she's already two years in, right? She right. knows the way that this game is played. She should know it's kinda, better. It's, it's it, not good is, staff work, I'm telling bad, you. bad look for her. And I still yeah. like her, and I'm still, I still right. am supportive of her, but she's got to do better. She's got to do better. <sighs> we, expect, we expect more from her. And we should expect more from her, because she does have a bright future. She is... Very intelligent. She is very capable. She does believe in many of the right things. But this when is just, she this is just bad. when she questions members of the Trump, uh, Trump administration or like corporate titans or, and fearless, what's her name man. the um the congresswoman from who came in same class as uh, as AOC from California who happens to be a lawyer or a law professor. What's her name Katie? Something anyway, the both of them are just absolutely uh, terrific. Yeah, they do their homework, they ask fantastic questions. No, you know, sometimes good. you watch these hearings, and a lot of these folks they're they're not prepared, they ask really lame questions. It was like, you know, no offense to the interns, but the interns wrote the questions. These AOC and this other woman, they oh, she clearly spent a lot of time writing excellent she questions and, and gaming this it. out with staff. And she loves doing it. She's very good. Yeah, yeah. This, on this issue, though, on the whole thing with this, is a big mistake with with APN. But whatever, it's done. What's done is done. If it's really and and really, it's 
it's not the biggest issue facing us. The biggest no, issue facing close. us is that we are so fucked, dude. This is the end of America as we know it. Oh and God. we said this in 2016. And like I said, it wasn't as if it was going to happen overnight. It is a slow moving process. But now it's starting <laughs> to accelerate because he has now figured out that he had to control all of the levers of power in Washington. Right. It took him a while to find his footing. Right. He had some people around him who were right. actually responsible in their own weird way. Weird ways, but now, right. But now, all he's no. got are a bunch of sycophants right. who are going it's, to do we his We talked bidding. about this last week. Right. This is it, man. Look at the fascism, bright side. Fascism is on. Look at the bright side. And this is what I told my sister. She was reading the Michael Cohen book, and she was outraged, and she said, and then she texted me, she's like, I'm... I'm extremely worried. And I said, well, look, let's just hope that we're all in the same re-education camp together. I mean, sir. <laughs> that's that's I what know, I have to hope for. I don't think it's going to be that much fun. I will. Not, I don't think I'm going to thrive in a camp-type <laughs> but at environment. Least, at, at least I'll be able to see you from across the yard. That's not even funny. After, I'm, after I'm done with the memorizing from the book of QAnon. I don't think I don't think we're going to be given that much of a of leeway to have a good time there. <laughs> My God, it's not even funny. I'm we out are of here, so man. I'm out of this country before they can get me into a camp. I'm Dude, how about that photo I sent you yesterday? What of photo? the gun shop? Oh my God, we yeah, are the, so fucked. People have no idea. Yeah, there's going to be violence. I mean, it's going to be funny. This is a picture. Let's just for the benefit of our listeners. This was a picture. Of a gun shop in Montgomery County, Maryland. That's been Liberal cleared, Montgomery County, that, that, Maryland. That's been cleaned out. This shit was licked clean. I mean, okay. it was like a it was like a Safeway before two inches of snow around here. There was no guns, no ammo, no nothing. The I cases that, were clean. I saw that picture and I wondered if they were keeping that deliberately empty to try to create this perception. That there is scarcity nope. so they can drive up the Not person. what I was told by the person who took the picture yeah, and sent guess, it to me. I don't know. It's frightening. It is frightening. We are screwed, man. Well, I hope we're still around next week for, <laughs> for, for episode four of this season. But stay tuned because there we have cliffhangers every week. Like, every what's going to happen? We're, this oh, is yeah, not, yeah, this yeah, is not yeah. ending well. I, if we make it to the end of season five in one piece... Um, you know what? I just had this epiphany. Yeah. I'm going to call everybody and apologize. Uh-huh. And maybe and that'll help, help with the situation. Maybe God will, will look down on us. And maybe we will be able to get through season. If I atone. If I genuinely atone this year. Okay, the fact that if you I think fast, that if I fast, if I beat my chest, if I call you, my mom for being nasty on the phone, again, it, if, what? if you think that it's all on you, that's going to create <laughs> No, I don't. I'm just saying that's, that's I'm going to add to the collective. That's part of what you're going to have to ask for repentance for. No, no, no. You don't understand what I'm saying. I'm saying oh, like I'm going to participate collective? and collectively the, the cries of millions of Jews asking okay. for atonement. Okay, but what about... All of those Orthodox Jews who will be praying harder than you who are Trump supporters. Oh, God. I'm praying. That's it. I'm praying, like, ridiculously yeah, hard. Yeah, but you're I'm a I'm bearing eater. down. But you're a bacon eater, and they're not. Oh, that's it. No bacon this weekend. I don't know. I don't think you're going to do it. I think we're going to need to bring in the bigger guns in this. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. We're so fucked. We need bigger guns, and apparently they're sold out in Montgomery County. They're so, so completely. You can't get a gun. Well, all right. That's nuts. Dude. I'm not getting the All right. On that happy note. Have an easy fast. 
a tone away. Please, we all need it. We need it. We're out. All right, we're out. <laughs>